Hello, everybody. Welcome to Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast here on Boss Rush Games. This is episode 112, only five away from the Master Chief edition. (laughs) I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deary, and alongside me, as always, is the wise Wisconsinite, Mr. Jesse Douglas. How's it going, everyone? Also joining us is the Colonel himself, Colonel Panic, Joe Wilson. Hiya, in my disaster area that I'm currently sitting in. <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe next week. <laughs> maybe. maybe well, you know. Probably not. Nah. Nah. Who cares, you know? You know? Also, I know, currently. <laughs> <laughs> also joining us from his new palace is the lore archivist himself, Mr. Josh Finney. I don't know if it's uh, it's a if it's a palace. It's more like Harry Potter's broom closet, but it works. Hey man, <laughs> see what Harry Potter become? He saved the world. There you you know, you true. Can... That's true. All right, I'm going to save the world through video games and good booze. Yeah, yeah. How's everyone doing? <laughs> everybody, everybody, still looking okay with your Series X's? No cancellations. No. Nice. I like the cup. So I got really nervous. I saw like a bunch of stuff on Twitter the past like 24 hours about being like Xbox canceling orders and emails are going out. Yeah. I haven't received one. So whatever that so, means. So well, all I've seen with that is that they're basically it's a more strongly worded version of the Amazon one that they're okay. sending to some people. It's with certain retailers, but it doesn't look like it's from anything that any of us ordered from. Like, major retailers are still safe. Like, Amazon sent out the the warning, which, honestly, I think they all probably should have done. But yeah. supposedly they're, they're sending these out because now retailers know exactly how many they're going to get. But a lot of these were for other countries from what I was seeing. Like, oh, they okay. know they do most of their business in the U.S. and in Western Europe. So they allocated almost all their stock to those. Um, but I've seen some people like Germany, like freaking out, like, oh my God, my order, my, my Xbox may not be here day one. Like people in France too. It's like, oh, seems to be if you're in the UK or in uh, Canada or the U S you're pretty safe. So fingers Hmm. crossed. I still obsessively check it multiple times a day. Yeah. (laughs) I've been checking mine like what, two or three times a day, honestly, like especially the Amazon (laughs) one, cause it's not mine. (laughs) It's Jesse's. So I did. Well, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna it? say, yeah, that you that you had were lucky and able to finally change the address. Yeah. So we didn't have to go through like a whole bunch of loops to try to. Yeah. So hopefully that works out. It says like because it says Jesse Douglas from Corey is where it's gonna. It's what it's gonna say <laughs> on your package. So. <laughs> I uh I I become increasingly paranoid about the consoles actually arriving here day one. Um, we mm-hmm. got the Microsoft order updated to ship it here instead of my aunt's house, so I don't have to leave it all. Awesome. I don't, you know, I don't have to put on proper pants to leave my house. It's going to be a <laughs> glorious day. I'm, I'm excited. The uh, the day drinking will start in earnest that day early <laughs> on because uh, I I know we're all getting X's, but we're getting an X and an S here, and yeah. uh, I want to do an unboxing of the S just for posterity's sake. Yeah. So. I may have a friend over here 
because he's getting his X and S delivered the same day, but he has super slow internet. Like I think it's 50 megs up and down. So he's going to bring his console over to my house to do the, (laughs) do the OS updates and whatnot. Well, while you're here, guess what? (laughs) You get to hold the camera and help me make a video. (laughs) Yeah. I've been really thinking about like this (laughs) in a weird way. Like I'm like, I, I really hope like I get it on time so I can just update the console. You know, mm-hmm. that's it, my biggest concern. I remember the Xbox One launch and trying to do it at midnight just so I could play some freaking Battlefield. And oh mm-hmm. boy, that well, was uh, Battlefield had different problems. <laughs> Battlefield had different problems. <laughs> Battlefield has it had its own problems. I'm talking. I couldn't even get the system updated. I was like, you know, I want to play some Battlefield, Battle, Battlefield, or some Dead Rising. Nope. I I ended up going to bed. I had to give up. I got my PlayStation 4 on launch day, and I remember playing Resogun for free, and then I played Battlefield, and I've never played a Battlefield in my life, but I got that one because it was one of like the three launch games, and I was like, I want to play something else. You mean you didn't get Killzone, mm-hmm. Shadowfall, mm-hmm. or Knack? I, I did get Killzone, I did get Knack, but Knack was like a four-hour play. Like It took no time, and it also felt yeah. like really really beneath me to play it it's Back a fu- like i think it's a fine game, game but it's just not like an adult game yeah um, Shadowfall was better than we give it credit for i will die on that hill for i a like launch, sh- i think it's fine for a launch fps that is not called halo it was not bad and there was a need for speed game uh that oh, came yeah. out too yeah yeah that one was that was pretty bad but i remember like just like frantically like i remember i went to i got I think one of them came in the mail. I mm-hmm. drove to Best Buy and picked up another game. And then that same night, because I, I took the day off work, and I think I was downloading Need for Speed so I could play that at night. And it just reminds, like, we are so lucky that when this game comes out, not only do like we get to play like great content for like Destiny and games that we like, and they'll be updated, and at the very least, we can keep playing the games that we like, and like they're just going to play a little bit better. But, like, mm-hmm. Cyberpunk is so close around the corner. There's going to be a Call of Duty that's, like, we're... This is probably one of the best launch lineups for not a lot of games, but still, like, a reason to be very excited about playing Every a new single game coming out uh, from the 10th through probably Cyberpunk, which is the 18th, for that <laughs> eight-day stretch is mm-hmm. probably the strongest in terms of franchises and anticipated critical and fan reception we've ever seen. You, you've got mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed. You've got mm-hmm. Watch Dogs Legion. You've got Cyberpunk. Call of Duty. I mean, right there, you've got your big four. you got Yakuza. Gears Tactics. Gear, you got motherfucking Gears Tactics. you got Miles <laughs> Morales. you got Sackboy. you got demon souls like no matter which one you choose to play on destiny beyond light you've got all these incredible franchises you can go play and that's without new ips also like we do know that you know xbox has the medium and call of the sea coming like i'm Mm -hmm. I'm personally pumped for both of those like bring it on observer system redux is coming out second extinction is coming like a whole bunch of like really dumb really loud dumb games are gonna come out and i can't wait for it dirt five like yeah. the, there's so many things that look really good right now, and like Joe said, you've still got the enhancements. I mean, Gears mm-hmm. Five running at 120 frames, uh, Forza Horizon Four actually hitting 60 and staying at 4K when you do that, and you're not having to compromise the performance. Like these are mm-hmm. uh, that's a bigger deal than we think it is. So mm-hmm. I'm here oh, for. It. I think I I know it's a big deal. I watched that Digital Foundry video like three times. 
It's, has everyone seen it? Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah, I've seen, before mo- we, I've seen most of it. Not all of it, but I've seen most of it. Before we get into that, Joe, you did the all-access thing, right? I did. Are you did. Are you worried about that at all? Because I've been seeing a lot of reports saying that some all-access things, like people don't even know if they got it or not. So I'm, I'm not for several reasons. Um, so Citizens 1 is the same place does my mortgage uh-huh um so the the one benefit that i had is like it was really easy when i did that and like it took me to the citizens page i put in like my info it recognized me and i was like cool so like when i go into my main page of that accessing all my account stuff it's there already like i can see it says xbox i already linked it to my payment stuff it is i have confirmations from both citizen one citizens one and GameStop confirming that it's all access. It's very clear mm-hmm. to me. My apprehension is the fact that, like, I think probably like most of us is that it took me so long to kind of complete the process at, mm-hmm. during that like first hour mm-hmm. that it's just like it didn't feel as smooth as I was hoping to like really feel confident in a launch window. And the other thing is that, and I, I'm, you know, I'll take every bad thing back, but it's coming from GameStop. And they just they just have a history of just screwing with me. <laughs> like yeah. they it's it yeah. feel like when I do a pre order, it's like I it should be because a pre order doesn't mean a whole lot anymore unless you're doing like a console. Like when you pre order a game, like like what are you actually pre ordering? Like you know you're gonna get the game. Like the, there hasn't been really game shortages in since mm-hmm. probably Nintendo sixty four era. Uh, mm-hmm. but like it should be like a red carpet experience. If my pre-order is not going to be met, like you need to do something for me because I, and I get that like shit happens, but I'm also, I could have been pursuing a different Avenue to get that game. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. I would have known that you like messed up in some way or you, your numbers were off or anything like that. So because GameStop and I don't have a history of that good experience of them letting me know in a timely fashion, that's my concern that like, they're going to let me know, like the week of and they're like oops we don't have one for you or oops it's going to be three weeks later and it's like and i've passed other opportunities to get an xbox at this point because Mm -hmm. i stopped once i got a confirmation that's that's my concern Um, so i I think you're actually okay with all access like like you said you know your only hesitancy really is gamestop GameStop. but i've seen a lot of microsoft yeah microsoft trying to like kind of reassure people who got their consoles no matter where you got them from through all access like if you got a confirmation that day you are getting your console day one like they're even opening up more consoles through all access in the coming days and they're like if you if you got approved but you weren't able to order one we're giving you we're putting you right at the front of the line you'll have 72 hours you'll have a console reserved for you um, I, re- I really don't know of a smoother way that all access could have gone. It seems like it's e- even though y'all's process took forever, it seems like that was overall the best experience in terms of securing a pre-order. That, um, so that's like, my, yeah, that's my thought is that like the all access program is kind of a different avenue than like going through GameStop because it's not coming out of GameStop's inventory at that point. At least that's what I'm making up in my head mm-hmm. um, is that it's like, oh, you're getting it. The all-access route, which is like a partnership with at least Microsoft and a bank that's like yeah. that's independent of like kind of GameStop's ecosystem. And yeah. I just went in and like 
And again, as the paranoid person, I went in and checked my mail and like there's no indication that there's anything canceled. When I go in and look at my citizens information, it still looks like it's everything's going through just fine. And when I go into GameStop, it's still showing as the 10th uh, as my Mm -hmm. release window. The weird thing that I will say is for a couple of days when I went and checked my pre-order status, it's it's estimated like pickup date was November 5th through the 10th. And mm-hmm. that has since been changed, but mm-hmm. I would love it if that was one of those times where, because week. everyone already has <laughs> Xboxes, kind of, like they're kind of in the wild right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would love it if that was an opportunity where instead of doing a midnight launch to like, hey, we got our shipment uh, a day or two early. You can come pick it up now. So I love that you say that because I had an experience like that with my Halo 5 Xbox mm-hmm. when I got it. They released it to me 48 hours ahead of time. Microsoft allowed them to so that we could download and have Halo 5 pre-installed and ready to go. Nice. Uh, so I've actually wondering aloud with a buddy of mine if they will do that. Maybe release it on like Saturday or Sunday or something. Release it on a weekend when people are off work. Yeah. And like, hey, this is... the. If you come in between twelve and six on Sunday, you can pick your console up and take it home with you to get it get it set up, get the OS updates, and, and maybe hopefully not crash the network again, a la Xbox One. <laughs> uh, granted, yeah. in seven years, I think they've reinforced a lot of that, with, especially with pushing an all digital console now. But man, you, we can yeah. dream, right? But yeah. I, I think that's another benefit if they if they are flexible on both the shipments and the release, like doing more of a soft release, that also is a benefit to them because it's not taxing their servers at the same exact time when, like, if, if it is, like, 11 a.m. when GameStop's technically open, it's not like you're not going to have 300,000 people at 11 a.m. trying to get in the door, like, of mm-hmm. Xbox servers. So I think that there's a yeah. there's benefits all around. And again, like, they're, I don't... I admire the crap out of the fact that they're not trying to create like this element of mystery around the console and mm-hmm. be like, like they're letting you know what you're spending $500 on the best way they can, which is getting it to the people that are really going to go into the technical data and like giving you like different shots of it. Like there's, there's not a whole lot of secrets going into this other than the fact that like, I still want to play it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the real, yeah, I- that's the excitement. I wonder. I wonder if part of the um, of them kind of coming out and trying to reassure people too that did the uh, all access, you know, stuff, is because there were a lot of people who were having issues. Because if you remember when that first started, um, was with the Series X or the I mean the One uh, X and stuff, and there was the option to upgrade to the Series X when it came out Mm -hmm. and some people were having some issues with that and the the third party companies that they were getting the that through were like yeah we're not gonna off we're not gonna uh honor that and so like like you know i wonder if xboxes had to maybe be a little bit more uh you know active with stuff like that and trying to uh reassure people because you know apparently these third party places aren't wanting to take care of of their uh you know the people who are buying this through them or whatever so i don't know like which is a mess and is just you know complete bullshit 
You know, if you're if you're doing if you're you want to offer a service and you want to, you know, make money off of a service like that, then you need to, you know, honor what the you know, what these things were were including. And that if that includes the new console, you know, being an upgrade, a free upgrade for a certain, you know, level of that that service, then you have to you should be doing that because Otherwise, it, like if I was Microsoft, I would take care of it and then just say, you're not allowed to do this anymore and just completely cut them off mm-hmm. and, you know, or something. Because, I mean, if I don't know, I don't know how true it is. And, you know, that's just the, from what I understand, people, people's complaints who have had this on the, you know, on the Internet. So I don't know the whole the whole stories behind all of that. But I mean, if something like I, it's just kind of weird to think that something. I, I mean, nowadays people will say anything on the internet, but it's just kind of a weird thing to lie to lie about. So, you know, so I don't know. like, not to not to say it's true or not, but so like one yeah. of the early partners was Amazon with all access, and they have since not continued doing the all access program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like for a few reasons, like. Where's the incentive for Amazon to actually do it? Because the incentive for GameStop to do it or Best Buy to do it is that if you're going in to pick up your console, you like you're gonna get other shit. Like you're excited. Right. Like they'll ha- they can they yeah. can tempt you with other yeah. things. When Amazon, when I go in and pre-order an Xbox console through Amazon, like I'm getting the the console from Amazon, but I'm not really super swindled into like accessories or add-ons or anything like mm-hmm. that. And Amazon's not making any money on the console. I mean, like. It, they're definitely not. I mean, maybe like a dollar or two, but it's minimal. Um, yeah. And then they're not making any money off the credit side because if it was financed through like Amazon's card or something like that, they would get, you know, potentially some money there. So really there's no incentive for them to do that other than hoping that they become the one-stop shop for that customer. So yeah. like I can absolutely see where that happened. Now I know that Microsoft has since on their all access page, if you have, all access uh, they've created a portal for you that you can like manage all that stuff so i think that there is an avenue for any all access member to like check their crap um yeah but yeah it's it would be nice if like it was a little bit more consistent um Mm -hmm. and like yeah the reason why i'm going again the reason why i'm going through gamestop for my all access not microsoft part of it is absolutely the fact that it was the site that was working at the time but another yeah. part is that, like, I have, there is, I, I, and again, like, I know how far the GameStop is for me, but I, like, just Google mapped it just to be like, okay, exactly how many minutes would it be from here? It's, like, six minutes away from my house. Like, the moment I can get it, like, I want to be six minutes away from it, which mm-hmm. is, yeah. for me. But, yeah, I, I get nervous about all access every now and again just because it's kind of foreign to me. But, like, there's no way with, how big of a deal this is for them that they're going to like that from Microsoft's end that they're going to screw anybody over. Yeah. Can we just have, you know, less Starbucks in town and, you know, let's get some Microsoft stores more. Cause I, well, I really they just wish there a were more. My, well, yeah. I know, but that's the thing. I wish there were more of those. Like I wish there were more, more of those that had like, you know, because they could easily, easily, have things that you could do there, incentives to make you want to come to that place versus going to, 
you know, a GameStop or whatever, if, you know, if you're interested. I mean, it's it's the same as, like, uh, you know, like the Apple stores and stuff. I mean, they they could have computer stuff. They could have Xbox stuff. They could have, you know, like headsets. And I mean, like they could even have, you know, everything. They could even have, like, Samsung phones in there that showing yeah. you, like, you know, I mean, like, they have partnerships mm-hmm. with these companies, too, that could they could mm-hmm. easily slide stuff in, too, but... Do they? Yeah. They it, so they used to, they have since stopped. But every at least once a month, they would have Halo tournaments in the Microsoft stores, mm-hmm. and like you literally just have to show up, sign up, and then they you get entered to win like Microsoft points or like months of all access and stuff like that. It's pretty basic, but like there is they're they're almost doing what GameStop should be doing. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. why doesn't GameStop have those? I mean. Yeah, it's not a good time to talk about that at this, you know, currently, just because no one's going to be wanting to do that. But like, yeah, give me like, why did GameStop should have an area with like their play, like their PlayStations, like their like little test areas should be different than like just like the standard kiosk that you go into Walmart or Target uh, and and see like just like the vertical stands. Like, show me like. Give me like the gaming TV that I want to give. Put an OLED TV in there, just one. It doesn't have to be. It don't like, you know, kit the whole place out or anything like that. But give me a gaming experience. Show me what I would want to have in my home. Uh, yeah. Make tournaments that we can play. Like you just need a few monitors. Hook them up to Xboxes, mm-hmm. Playstations, whatever. Have tournaments. Get people in the door. Get people excited to go into your store and not make it this like. Im- it's embarrassing. I feel like almost anymore. Like I'm gonna go into GameStop and be like, "Why?" And be like, Ugh, "I gotta trade something in." Yeah. Like, yeah. well, it doesn't well, feel good. Well, when I went in to ask about how many consoles they were getting, like, there's two people working at the at the desk or whatever they you want to call it, and like, I asked them about the Series X, and the girl's like, "Oh, you mean the One X?" And I'm like, "No, no, no. they're the new console." She's like, and then she turned to the guy, and she's like. There's new consoles coming out. I'm like, oh my gosh, are you kidding? Like, shouldn't you guys have been briefed been briefed on this? This was and, like this was like the Friday before these consoles were coming, like pre-orders were going live, and I wouldn't ask about it. <laughs> and the best case scenario for that story is that she is so sick of answering that question that she is like improving her way through ways out of that conversation about new consoles yeah. like that would, that's the best case scenario yeah but there's she nobody has an inside joke that you're not in on the customer nobody like but nobody was in the store she was there playing yeah. on her phone i'm like Yikes. Uh, man i'm like man no wonder this store is closing <laughs> there's just too many yeah. of them too it, yeah instead i have i think i think i have within 10 minutes i think i have three or four game stops that i could go to mm-hmm Mm-hmm. close here. all of them into one and then just make it a slightly better experience I remember the last time that I legitimately would because I, I I used to work in a mall and I would go into GameStop on like lunch breaks and stuff again no idea why yeah. since I have time to kill mm-hmm. yeah. go and just be like I'm going to look and see I'm like looking to buy something mm-hmm. and I remember one time I went in there to get a game I have no recollection of what game it was it was a game that just came out and I'm like I would like to get one of these games and the guy takes the case that I had brought up, opens it, puts the case, puts the disc in from a sleeve, and he's and he's like, it's sixty, you know, whatever, it's full price. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't want to use one. He's like, it's not used. We just opened the case to display. It. I'm like, yeah, I want to open it. So like, do you have a new one? And he he like doubled down. He was like, no, this is the last one we have. And I'm like, I don't want it then. 
I'm sorry, but if I'm paying full price for something, like yeah. I need to take the cellophane off. And yeah. as dumb as that is, like, but that's I don't want to peel. That's not off. new. It's well, not new. Yeah, that's me. not new if you if it's already open. I agree. Yeah. It already has like the price sticker on it, and like I, if I'm gonna physically have something, like I collect yeah. stuff, it's because I like to display the item that I have, mm-hmm. and I don't yeah. want like because if, stop sticker on it. I don't want fifty other people to have handled it. Yeah, because if you took the cellophane off and you didn't even touch, you didn't play it, you didn't do uh, anything with it, and you tried to sell it for new or tell them, yeah, this is brand new. Uh, I I want you know like my money back for it or whatever they'd say no it's already open you opened it so so it works both ways then buddy yeah I, I just I remember one time like I did I did that and like I saw a whole bunch of them in the drawer right like new in cellophane so I took the case up right and I was like I want a, I want a new copy of this game or whatever they did that and like and I like somebody else was like going through the drawers and I thought they were going to grab me a new one. And so I went ahead and paid for it. They did that. And I was like, no, I want one of those new copies. And they're like, well, this is new. I'm like, no, no. it's open. And, but I'd already paid for it. I was like, well, then I don't want it. They're like, well, all we can offer you is store credit in return. I'm like, no, 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 I, no. This hasn't left. <laughs> I haven't left the building. You have new copies in that drawer right there. Yeah, it, it, it was like trade it. I was like, I was like, give me my money back, and like they had to like call a manager on a phone for some reason. I was like, I'll wait. I waited like forty minutes to get my money back because they wouldn't give me a new copy out of the drawer. You don't thrive as a company by alienating and making your customers feel small, especially when you're at a point of power because most of your customers are like. A younger demographic mm-hmm. like how many how many times kids get birthday money and like they're old enough to be like walking around the mall by themselves but they're not assertive enough to do to like say i want my money back they like someone <clears throat> if it, like someone mm-hmm. older than them tells them no like they're probably gonna listen it's not right it's not great and i don't mean to shit on gamestop because they they're it's part of like the culture that i i am am in and like they should be better than what they are uh, mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's a lot of GameStops that are fine out there. And I'm sure there's a yeah. lot of people that are very passionate about gaming that work there. And, it, and everything's great. Yeah. But there's there's too, men, there's too many variables in their ecosystem. And there's too many ways that they're squeezing money from the lifeblood that's keep, that would be keeping them alive right now mm-hmm. to, to really kind of uh, feel at ease about their situation. And it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like that when you get news, it's like GameStop's closing stores are not doing good. Part of me is like, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate, but it makes sense. Yeah. It's uh, like, yeah, I'm you, lucky. When, when you, when you take a case up of a used game and you say, I want this game and they try to give you like one of them, like shitty ones oh, with a fake like paper. And I'm like, fake case in it. yeah, I'm like, no, I, I brought you this case. I want this case. If it's a used game, we need that for marketing purposes. I'm like, well, then I don't want your game. I don't want it, one of your shitty cases that you wrote. You're right. The marketing worked. I would like to have this. Yeah. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. Yeah. You was, sold it. Yeah. I'm lucky. I'm lucky here because our, like our game, our game stops, like everyone that works at them are pretty cool. And a lot of the people that work at them or run them have been working at them since they like practically opened up around here. So like it's, 
yeah, like we, I mean, there's been a influx of, of workers for sure at them, but, but for the most part, there's still at every one of them around by us, there's still a bunch of people that work there that have been working there for a long time now that mm-hmm. just, you know, love games and, and are knowledgeable about stuff and just enjoy talking about stuff and doing, you know, doing that job. And, and it's a bummer because, like like you said like with this culture like you you know you couldn't pick a a better culture to to kind of have people that are really passionate about what they're selling and you you could easily easily make it so much better of a place to want to work and and you know t- for people to come but the it's it's just unfortunately it's one of those situations like that happens a lot where the people who are at the top who run these places and own these places they don't know a damn thing about the actual business itself they don't know anything they just all they know is is money and numbers and you know like that that's all that they really care about you know and it's it's unfortunate you know Mm -hmm. that that makes a like think about how lucky we are as like xbox people to have like phil spencer running it now because like at such Mm -hmm. an extreme contrast he like if phil spencer was running gamestop it would not be what it is Mm -hmm. because he very clearly whether that is on purpose naturally and it whatever fluke accident like in like i don't know him personally or anything like that clearly but phil if you're listening would love to get to know you but like phil's our number one fan he gets it i don't know if you knew this he gets it like he understands like (laughs) you think about as soon as he took like think about the the direction that like just let enabling people that are clearly passionate about what they're doing to do what they would want to do has led like everything i'm reading about the new xbox is like that it's built well it's super quiet it runs your games well even without the games being optimized for it like it's like it's like what you would always want, and like the the precursor to that was obviously the Xbox One X, and like as soon as he got like his hands in there, like it's just been on this great direction. Um, mm-hmm. It just we just need people like that to be involved. It, like it only takes one. It, seriously, it only takes one person to enable people to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, all I, need. I, I think. They're- I think the culture shift that Phil has put in this company has, if it wasn't apparent to the community at large, like outside of the diehard Xbox fans, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I've seen some, some of my friends who play mostly on Nintendo or on Sony and they're like, God, like people treat Phil like he's some sort of rock star. And it's like, yes. well, <laughs> for so long, like he's, he really was the face <laughs> for Xbox, like post Don Matrick and Phil Harrison. Like he was, Man, and honestly, like uh, it's not an exaggeration to say he saved the brand. He yeah. kept it with my Microsoft. Like uh, Satya Nayella was looking to sell it off, and Phil was like, "No, we need to." Like it, the, the CEO even said, "Like I had a conversation with Phil about three years ago where I said, why does Xbox need to still be a part of Microsoft? Like it's bleeding money. The one is not received well.'" And at that moment, they started planning for the next generation. They started the studio acquisitions they came up with the game pass they started prototyping the 
yes, they decided at that moment they were going to do two consoles. Like, this is the culmination of a three, four-year plan. Like, xCloud, mm-hmm. five years back, I was talking about xCloud. Like, they mm-hmm. demoed it at Gamescom with Crackdown yeah. 3 behind closed doors. Like, we've seen this tech for, and we've heard about it. Now it's actually coming into the public view and the public consciousness. What they've done is build just this incredible ecosystem, but at the front of it is the character that you want leading it. Like, I, I'm the first person to preach corporations are not your friends. And yeah. ultimately, like, these are all business moves. These are designed to make them money. But if you could put a friendly face on it, people are more likely to spend that money in that ecosystem. And when you got people yeah. like F- and Matt Booty leading you, I think that makes people be a part of the ecosystem even at the $15 a month entry level to their Samsung phone $100 mini fridge that we all bought yeah mm-hmm. I mean think about it though I mean I, I think you're absolutely right think about like when you think of Xbox now like or like if you were like in the Xbox ecosystem hard like I think like we all are like you know Phil Spencer when you think of Xbox like Phil Spencer's the leader when you think of Apple right now you're like Tim Cook He's the leader. When you think of like GameStop, who's the leader? No fucking idea. I have no idea who. I know no idea. I imagine it's a boardroom full of really old, crusty white people. Reggie's on the that's board. What, that's... Reggie Feesan is, is on the board at GameStop yeah, yeah. now. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's now right. he is. Reggie that's is the, the reason yeah. they sold the corporate jet. R- Reggie, it's Reggie and like the guy that invented what Pets.com or something are, are part of their so. board of directors. It's like, oh man, and like. It's it, it it's almost that way with like Sony now too is like I guess what Jim Ryan now like it, like it's you think Jim Ryan I mean you think but you think of like when the PS4 launched they had a whole bunch a, a cast of characters and Adam Boys and uh, Shuhei Yoshida and uh, Kaz Harai like they had people out yeah. there like talking about it and poking fun and having fun and like yeah. when Sean Layden took over, you were kind of like, okay, this seems to be taking a more of like a business turn. And now with Jim Ryan in charge, it's like, okay, well this is what Sony is now, which it, don't get me wrong. I, putting a name out there that is going to lead is better than what GameStop has. Don't get me wrong. It's just like, mm-hmm. right. it seems like Xbox is having fun. Yes. Putting this console out, right. It, they seem mm-hmm. like they are having yeah. fun promoting it, talking about, but I mean, also that comes with, you know, them having good leadership and having a good, solid plan. And, you know, with minimal exceptions, like delaying Halo or maybe that first uh, Xbox 2020 thing that happened, what with, what what was that, July, June? May. 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 First week of May. Yeah, like, minor speed bumps, like, it's, it's gone, like, exactly how I think they planned it. Let's, yeah, let, and I mean... Let's, Oh, go ahead, Jesse. I was just going to say, I'm, but I mean, like, also, you got to think that, like, uh, you know, a, a company that didn't have the greatest leadership could have also just, you know, they could have been like, you know what? We don't care. You you don't like, you know, how Halo looks. Well, unfortunately, we're still bringing it out, you know, mm-hmm. like, but but I mean, they made that because I mean, that was a hard, hard, hard decision that i don't think any of us expected them to make mm-hmm. to say we're gonna have to delay the one game that everyone everyone has been kind of waiting for and you know so i mean yeah but like we're gonna talk about later with making, this digital foundry video like it doesn't seem to have hurt them one bit 
Yeah. No. So, so I want to I want to back up and touch on that. Just for, I want to touch on what Jesse said and what Joe was saying. When we we talk about how they've been making the right moves here with the or I guess not Joe what Corey was saying. What they did with the Halo move, I think, is indicative of the things we've seen Sony and Nintendo do for years now, for close to a decade in Nintendo's mm-hmm. eyes, for uh, the whole last generation for Sony. I mean, so how many? push back uncharted for how many times are they willing to punt the last of us Two? like they they will mm-hmm. make these games the best that they can and they don't care if it pushes it back six to eight months because they know the quality will be there and the fans will buy those games halo mm-hmm. is one of the only franchises that microsoft has that like not counting the bethesda acquisition it's one of the very few franchises they have where people are still going to flock to it no matter what and maybe mm-hmm. if we would have done this with halo 5 the franchise wouldn't be where it is now if we would have admitted yeah. that there were some problems with it and mm-hmm. it just the, the culture shift is completely different than what i would have expected in the xbox one era really up until like gears 4 it's kind of when you saw that fall of 2016 is kind of when you saw this culture shift take place and the culmination of that this week they've sent preview units out seven weeks ahead of the console launch that has never mm-hmm. been done before uh i've seen multiple digital foundry the verge uh you know game informer ign polygon like all uh-oh 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 josh finney just looks like <laughs> <laughs> the picture i hope somebody memes this picture of him on the video right now working on it uh man he just looks like he just had the i don't know yep he had a good time somewhere (laughs) i have it i have it now clipped i will be good job joe to to photoshop momentarily there's gonna be a glitch in this video in about 10 seconds uh where we're gonna see two joes and two jesse's but that's okay uh but you know where I, I i understand what josh was getting at right like i i think that yeah. culture shift was such a like uh, what was it that year it was gears 4 and forza horizon 3 i think is that what it was that year uh Gear. Was it Horizon Three or was it Four or was it? I don't. I don't remember honestly. But like, I I just remember playing Gears Four that year. I was like, okay, or, yeah. I I see where the culture shift is is turning. I think, Corey, you said that they're having fun. I think it's beyond fun. I think they're they're proud. I think that's the mm-hmm. real. Like they put out something that they're legitimately like proud of. Yeah, um, and that's. And I'm I'm bought into that right now. Like mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. excited mm-hmm. to be like and there were absolutely moments where I was almost out of the Xbox ecosystem. Mm-hmm. I made that decision to get an original like the OG Xbox way back then between that and PlayStation Two. I eventually got both consoles, but like when you have to decide like which one are you gonna get as a kid and you have to like barter and beg with your parents to be like this is the one i'm invested in guys mm-hmm. like you like do you like your like child presentation be like the xbox has a built-in hard drive and you can do <laughs> custom soundtracks and it has up to four controller ports. like you're like presenting this information as if your parents yeah. actually give a shit and they're like how much is well this? to be fair Where I did, do i buy this <laughs> i did i did do that for the original xbox and they bought me a playstation 2 because my friend had oh, one God. i'm like well okay eh. I uh, what I was saying before I got dropped there for a sec though, um, 
Don't I worry, there's, there may or may not be some memes going to be floating around on uh, Twitter that sounds about, right. about your frozen uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a masterclass of, uh, of marketing that they've done, though, to put out videos for the Series S, demonstrating the quick resume, demonstrating some of the quick load times, uh, like for the Hour Worlds, things like that, and putting out all the specs. But with the Series X, they just put it in people's hands instead. Mm-hmm. And that is the sign. We knew they were competent when they invited Digital Foundry as the first people to come in and see the console. Perhaps mm-hmm. one of the outlets that has been the harshest, rightfully so, on the Xbox One's performance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And instead, they're just like, seriously, like, no marketing speak. Like, they still criticize some of it, but they're like, this past week, especially, they've been like, guys, this is like, this is what a leap into next generation gaming should look like and should feel like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they literally said on that most recent video, like, believe the hype. Yeah. Like, they, yeah. I think I'm almost, that's almost a direct quote, if not a direct quote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, well, and- it's, it's just incredible. Like, your base games are running so much. But we haven't even seen the optimized games. That's the craziest part about what yeah. we're going to get into here in a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so, like, one last thing, too, is, like, you know, and, like, the w- one thing that I look at that I've I've loved about, um, you know, this this year of of kind of as we go, went along and, and finding more and more out about these consoles and stuff is that, you know, like, even when people were trying to, you know, knock Microsoft down for, you know, like, take, you know, trying to take things and and you know trying to spin them as as negative as they could that they would just you know the memes and all that stuff they would just run with them and they would they would just they'd be all for them like you know like when they had the the one microsoft show you had the dude had the uh the the series x that looked like a fridge in the back, you know, as his green screen picture in the background and, and like, you know, like they just went with the memes, you know, and just didn't let it affect, affect their, uh, their progress or their, their, um, their their momentum negatively. You know, they just, they've just rolled with it. Speaking of large consoles, not to take a side tangent, but did you see the images floating around of this, the PS five sitting next to the series X? From the, yeah, where it's like where it's like a whole like almost a foot taller than it. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. That thing is the, huge. Uh, yeah, one th- one thing I will note is that we've seen from the first impressions of both now is they've both been like okay, they they both look shockingly big on their own, but the PlayStation especially looks massive next yeah. to the Series X, and they're like it doesn't look as bad once you've seen it in person and like put it into yeah. an entertainment center. But they're like, and yeah. the same thing goes for the Series X. But they're Who like, has an entertainment you center with about the slot the X that big? Fitting, you shouldn't be concerned about the X. You should be concerned if this thing, if this like Blade Runner esque architecture is going to fit into your 2005 entertainment center. Yeah, I yeah. Luckily, I have an older one where like the whole that's got where the whole middle section underneath where your TV sits is like the the basically the size of the entire uh, entertainment center. So it's like because like I have right, in, but I can't. I couldn't fit it in there even if I wanted to though because I have my still my massive uh, deep Blu-ray player that was like when they first started coming out. Where where the 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 um five point one surround sound systems kind of one where it's like a whole big you know like it's it's massive. <laughs> it's you have like, a Blu-ray it takes player. Up almost, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Just like <laughs> Yeah. No, well, like I said, yeah, it was like when they first started coming out with the Blu-ray player uh um surround sound systems. Yeah. Home theater I, in a box. I just like Yeah. I don't know if I've ever owned a Blu-ray player, honestly, to be oh, now I that have. now that we're talking about this. I just it's always just been like the PlayStation 3 or like you know, like a, Yeah. Oh, they, you're you're right. I think I did never. I never owned a standalone Blu-ray player. Yeah, it was always some. It was a gaming console or a. I I owned a separate yeah. HD DVD player. I I owned the 360 add-on. <laughs> I still have yeah. it. It's at my parents' house, boxed away with King Kong and like three Harry Potter movies and something. Polar Express, so I think, was the other I, movie. I I made out on the HD DVD thing. I'll do this very quickly. I bought the HD DVD player on Black Friday from Walmart. And the reason why I did that is because you got seven free movies if you bought it in the store. And then you got five free in the mail. Mm -hmm. So I ended up getting a bunch of movies. And I also think there was a movie in the player. It was King Kong. It came with King Kong. I had it for maybe three or four months. And then the, as soon as the word came out that H, they were stopping production on HD DVD players, I took the player and like my 13 movies that I had, and I went to the exchange near me. And I uh, this whole thing, I think, was $175 or 189 or something like that, if I remember correctly, on Black Friday. And I got like $400 for all the movies and the player when I traded it in. Yeah. And I was just like, great. And I went and bought a PlayStation with that money. That's when so the like, exchange was giving you good deals on trade-ins. When it, yeah, yeah, when it like made sense. Yeah, um, not so much anymore because now it's like what, like two dollars is the most you'll get for anything. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. There's there's one there's an exchange like five minutes from my house. Like literally, I could probably walk there. It's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, what happened to those places again? Another place that like there is physical media people mm-hmm. play to your audience. Don't screw them over. Make it a hub that people can exchange and find stuff that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And just don't don't do what you're doing to them. I do have to. They are a step above GameStop though, because they will not sell something without the original case. At least at this one, I don't. No, I, I think that's pretty consistent, and they do have a nice like variety of things. And the people there, although they have a wider base to cover, mm-hmm. so it's tough. Like, but there are people there that are interested in like vinyl or movies or like mm-hmm. you might not meet up with the right person with your specific interest but GameStop really doesn't have much of an excuse because it's like it's pretty single-minded yeah mm-hmm. I mean at my exchange on their name on their even on their name tags they say like vinyl specialists so like th- oh, they yeah. have like a like if somebody's looking, you know they have or like you know gaming specialists or whatever they have specialists there because at my our exchange is huge like it's yeah they actually bought the entire building and now it's like the whole building is the exchange now can you imagine if GameStop had like people that's like, oh, like I know about like specifically about Xbox and PlayStation or like mm-hmm. Nintendo and like on like the launch day of the console, like you should have your only your Xbox people there mm-hmm. and not and not have the girl that doesn't know that consoles aren't coming out. Yeah, that's not a dig against women. That's a dig specifically against the person that you were referring. Yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to like take it down. No, I, I didn't think you were. Girl it was gamers. a true story. It was just like a, this girl if. had no idea that consoles were coming out, like pre-orders like, were going up in three days. It was like the the 
<laughs> they should know what they're talking about, or at least you should have a go-to person be like, oh, I don't know, but this is our Xbox guy. He yeah. can tell you all about the $220 expansion card. Yeah. I'm like, I don't care that the manager hired you because he probably thinks you're cute and you had a Pokemon t-shirt on. Okay. I need you to know. Yeah. What's happening with these <laughs> damn pre-orders? <laughs> I'm a 33-year-old man-child. I need to know. So. I think it's fine. Uh, all right. So I guess let's talk about this Digital Foundry video and like all these videos that are coming out about the Series X. Because uh, thank, by the way, thanks to Sean for asking Phil and Xbox nicely if we could all just have one to cover. But yeah, nobody. I, yeah. I would say it was sweet. Nobody, <laughs> yeah. nobody else uh, retweeted it. That's okay. Um, I feel appreciated. Uh, yeah. But the people, there were a lot of YouTubers and influencers, I guess, if you want to use that term, uh, mm-hmm. that would g- have gotten them. And Digital Foundry's video is probably the my favorite breakdown of the ones that I watched. Uh, mm-hmm. That thing, man, man. It it has ruined my Xbox One X for me. Everything I watched and read this because I did a lot more reading than watching. I kind of like passively watched the Digital Foundry video. If you want me to be honest, mm-hmm. um, I read the breakdowns from The Verge and uh, from Ryan McCaffrey a little bit more. Yeah, um, I read. Ryan I really like Tom Warren over at The Verge, um, and I read a little bit. I think I read a little bit of Polygon too. But this this is this is how you do a preview. They say you do a preview event for a console when you can't have people in the same room. Uh, you can't guarantee that it's in a controlled environment now. It's out there in the wild. Mm-hmm. And we've seen some varying speeds from people. But, man, this is – I think this is better than people were planning. These are non-optimized games, too. Like, it was made repeatedly clear by Xbox and by everybody testing these consoles. Like, we do not have Series X enhanced versions of games to test out. So, like – when you see things like Destiny running better or Control running better, that's the One X version. That's not the Series X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which makes it more impressive, honestly. Yeah, I mean, they showed what they sh- they had they had it sectioned off on on Digital Foundries. They had it like, okay, these are the games that have like you know quote unquote locked frame rates. These are the ones that have mm-hmm. uncapped frame rates. These are the ones that are you know Xbox One X 4K quality version or whatever, and like. I, they looked like they were running on PCs. Like Monster Hunter looked incredible. Uh, Hitman looked incredible. Rise of the Tomb Raider. I was like, man, I wish my Rise of the Tomb Raider experience was just like this one because sure as hell was not. <laughs> I think one of the best ones that I saw that Digital Foundry did was Grand Theft Auto 4. And they compared it to 360, Xbox One X, and the Series X. And everyone's like, oh my god, Series X finally has this game running at 16 frames. It's not potato (laughs) quality. It's not running at like 22 frames a second. It it actually looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and and I'm guessing that that has something to do with them putting the whole AI uh, learning stuff in. Because wasn't that the whole idea of of that is that they were they would be able to make games look better. Yeah, but this is this of doesn't have out the actual. I don't think this has any of that in it yet. This... It doesn't. This is oh, this is not optimized. Oh, okay. No, oh, none, okay. that's what I was trying oh. to say. None of this is optimized hmm. yet. Nice. I'm curious. Okay. Have you guys ever bought like a new TV or a new speaker, or a new set of headphones, and then you want to go back and like, oh, I want to go watch this movie, or, and I want to go mm-hmm. listen to this album again. 
I have a really like I think I'm gonna do that with games now. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I'm gonna now go back and play. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be like, oh, I wonder what this game plays like now. I have I'll a whole list. Go back to Red Dead Redemption and just be like, what does it, what does it feel like now? I have a whole list of games that are like that now. I probably have like 15 games I want to go back and like, either play or finish because mm-hmm. of this, right? Like, I mean, game? Tomb Raider is one game of them. Pass. I want to go back and play them, right? <laughs> and have you ever done that with games in a new console before? No, I, I have. I don't like, think been you've had this massive of a leap. Yeah. And we, yeah, I think. Hold on, yeah, guys. One, I played all the way option. through Final Fantasy IX on my PS2. Okay, again. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's crazy. It, it, it's weird how how much of a difference that you know there there is you know between the last generation and this one even like i mean when you look at it on on paper it makes sense but at the same time it, it's we're just not used to it i think like we've gotten so used to like this you know still nowhere near what a pc can do console coming out you know right like like it the last two, the last two consoles. Let's be honest, have been pathetic as far as, as what what they you know what they do compared to PCs, and I feel like the like this is the first time where they have gone you know more towards a PC performance than than we've had in the past. Now you know the new cards coming out and stuff, obviously, like but. Even those those aren't those aren't very optimized quite yet, anyways. To Especially really get the true, yeah, yeah. So. I think this is the first time that you're. I think if you had any previous gaming PC and then the new Xbox, I think that the new Xbox and I would say even the new PlayStation is going to have a little bit of an edge because it's synchronized in its like efficiency across mm-hmm. the board. That even if you get one of these new SSDs and put it into your PC, like you're you're gonna have to then make sure that your motherboard can support that speed throughout. Then you're also gonna have to make sure your RAM is also tuned to do the same, so that you're not you don't have any bottlenecks in place. And since they've already done that for mm-hmm. the Xbox, mm-hmm. I would argue that I mean this will absolutely push PCs to like leapfrog ahead again. Mm-hmm. And that I think it's the first time that a console's done that, which is neat. Yeah. And there's been a lot of people who have been having issues running those new cards. Like, there's you know like sure. things happening that they've had to they've had to try to react quickly and try to fix things because people are just like games are crashing and they're just not like people like you're you're not able to um to like run run them at like at full full speeds and things like that without stuff cra- just crashing on you because they're just not quite optimized yet for games and like you know like that I'm sure that's going to come very quickly in time here that that it will you know that will change but you know like that's the thing with you know using new hardware is is it's not it's going to take time for you to really figure things out and you know and that's just that's just something that i've i've just been done with for a long time as far as like when it comes to pc gaming and stuff is i i just 
you know, that's the thing is I like the whole idea of just having it. It's, you know, everything is kind of optimized for what you have. And there's not a whole lot that you have to worry about on the back end. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, the, I mean, yeah, we're getting a little bit more things where we're getting sliders and stuff more often now. But I think they've been doing a pretty good job of that and making it very simple that you just go in your Xbox and you decide whether you want to run everything at 1440p or you want to run it at 4K. And, and you know, I don't think it's going to be that much more difficult in this generation either. I think it's going to be just you kind of pick what you want to run things at and things will just, you know, attempt to hit those those markers, you know, whether they do or not is a different thing, but, but I mean, you're still, it's just, you know, you're not having to screw around with a whole bunch of things to try to make sure that that game's going to run, you know, the way you want it on it, you know, or whatever. It's just going to be, you choose and whatever you choose, it will try to run the stuff at that. And that's, it's, you know, it's nothing more than that. You know, I just variables on PC. Yeah. And I mean, I get it. You know, I, I, by no means do I shame people who love doing that because that, I mean, that's, that's part of the experience, right? On PC is people who love to tinker with things like that's what they're made for. It's, you know, personally, it's just not, it's not for me, but just because, you know, when, when time is limited, you don't want to have to spend half of the time that you have a free time screwing around with stuff and then only get to play half of that time that you had, you know, for me. So it's, it's just, you know, that's how I look at it. Like, I just like to be able to jump on and the same with my kids, you know, like, like it's so easy, you know, with consoles to have kids be able to find out what they enjoy and what they love playing because they can just jump on and pick something that's, you know, age appropriate, of course, and, you know, and figure out right right off the bat whether it's something they want to play or not. You know, I don't have to worry about screwing around with something first before I can let them do it or them screwing something up on the, you know, on the, the computer or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's it's just... You know, like I'm, I'm glad to see the consoles going more closer to a PC kind of experience, but with without the the you know multiple things that you kind of have to worry about or deal with. You know, yeah. So, uh, so I'm gonna I'm on Game Informer's uh, Series X preview, and I know there's there's bigger and better ones out there, but this one just gives you a rough estimate of some of these load times. Uh, I'm, they have a list of 10 games here ranging from, you know, the best Xbox one games, the biggest ones to, you know, original Xbox games. So, uh, final fantasy 15 Xbox one X optimized version load time is, is a minute, a minute 14 and the Xbox series X brought that down to 15 seconds. Pretty impressive. Uh, assassin, Mm -hmm. assassin's creed odyssey went from about 45 seconds to 19 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Dead Redemption, almost two minutes down to 39 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hitman 2 uh, went from uh, 20 seconds to a little over eight seconds. Uh, Sonic Forces went from 
almost seven seconds to three seconds or in the blind forest nine seconds to three seconds street fighter uh four arcade edition went from it's roughly the same uh, 10.6 seconds to 9.9 seconds uh dead cells went from seven and a half seconds to two seconds and fusion frenzy dropped by 0.19 seconds <laughs> uh i've got a few for you here too Corey. From yes the please um sea of thieves went from a minute 20 down to 20 seconds uh warframe went from a minute 30 down to 25 seconds no man's sky went from two minutes 13 seconds down to one minute 27 seconds and destiny 2 went from two minutes down to 40 seconds that's the one i'm really interested yep. in. yeah yeah that well that, and that red dead Red Dead was a big one, too, because, man, did that feel like it took all day for it to load, you know, and just because once that big load happens, there's no more loading really after that, which was kind of nice, you know, like, I mean, and so that's what that will make a big difference. The the one I wanted to know about with Destiny is uh, so Tom Warren over at The Verge streamed this on Twitch. He booted up the game at the exact same time on the one X and on the Series X. And in the time it took him to load the game on the One X, he had loaded it on Series X, picked his character, flown to the EDZ, and was running around killing stuff by the time he finally got to character selection. Uh, he says it still doesn't match what it does on PC, but this is, and this is the part where I, I want to emphasize, like, this is not the optimized version. That time yeah. will likely go down by another handful of seconds, maybe another 10 seconds mm-hmm. or so. I don't think it'll get much faster than 25 to 30, but um, since so much of the assets are located online, I mean, so, the, the other man, that is just a godsend. The other day, I load. I was getting ready to play some Destiny, and I turned. I turned it on. I went to the bathroom. I brushed my teeth. I went and got something to drink, and I came back, and it was still not to the character select screen yet. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. It, it's it's just it's frankly unacceptable at this point, and it, if if anything, this should hasten us leaving back the leaving behind the old consoles, which I'm sure we'll talk about in more detail eventually on Tower Casuals. But this this is the confirmation I needed. Like, yep, it's time. Let them have Beyond Light, and then you can buy a new console. Bye, guys. I just, I just, it, it's watching these videos and reading these articles has ruined playing games on Xbox One X for me. Like yeah. it, it has. Like I can't. Like the only game I've been playing recently is Tony. Like I've Tony Hawk One and Two is because it's like it loads the fastest and I can get in and just start playing and I don't feel like waiting for Destiny at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, a lot of and a lot of reviewers were all saying the same thing. Like those who have a Series X in their home were like, I I've tried playing on the One X and it feels almost archaic. Yeah. Like I, I can't go back and play on it. So. Like, all right, let's do it. Bring it on. Bring the next generation on. I I think you're going to see a lot more people adopting a lot quicker. Now that reports like this are already out five, six weeks before the console launch, people Mm -hmm. are going to be like, crap, I got to try and get one of these a lot faster than I was planning, don't I? Yeah. 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 And then I tried to go in and play Switch, and that was even worse. I'm like, oh, gosh. I'm like... I was like, okay, I'm going to... I guess I'll run around in Breath of the Wild for a little bit. Oh, I guess I'll play some Mario Odyssey for a little bit, I guess, you know, and it's like the load times there are still like, oh, geez. Well, and on top of that, like, not only are we seeing the frame rate videos, we've seen them testing quick resume between 
yeah. some of these games. It takes, like, on average, like, probably 10 to 12 seconds to swap between a game, and that's not bad at all, in my opinion. To mm-hmm. swap between games. Yeah, yeah, to swap between games to something that's already in progress, because I can't tell you the amount of times I've been playing a single-player game, and I've gotten invited by friends to come jump in and play some Jackbox, or play, yeah, jump in and play some Destiny. Like, hey, we're going to go play Trials, we're going to go play Iron Banner, you want to come play with us? And I'm like, no, because... I don't want to have to save this game, shut it down, boot up another one, and I sit there for three or four minutes. Like, y'all could get through a match in the time it's going to take me to load up, go to the tower, bounty up, etc. Now you're telling me, like, I might be able to hit the tower and bounty up within a minute of accepting that invite? Bring it on. Like, I'm so much more likely to do that. And then, hey, we get done with those matches because inevitably nobody wants to hang around more than 45 minutes. I go right back to what I was doing. You think loading into into uh, spaces now, like not just loading into the game, but loading into like the EDZ or or I guess what the Cosmodrome now or like the tower. You think it's going to be take a lot less time now too? It yes. took about five or six seconds for him from the second he saw, from it, the countdown and ending to him being in the EDZ. Hmm. So like, I, I saw jokes going around feel like fast travel. Well, well, I saw <laughs> jokes going around that. The biggest losers are going to be phone companies because we're not going to be texting and surfing anymore in our off time. Because I, I even wondered that a lot. It's like, well, when am I going to respond to texts? Like, I rely on those long load screens between multiplayer matches or loading into a public space. Like, okay, I guess I'm going to be like, all right, guys, like, you got to hold up for 30 seconds because I still got to respond to this message. Like, yeah. Yeah, and now people's downtime in between games are going to be, because of the quick resume, they're going to be playing another game while they're waiting. When am I supposed to take my bathroom breaks, Microsoft? (laughs) It's neat that I'm excited about the console. Yeah, I feel like this is really the first time we've been excited about hardware. So maybe the 360? Like, I I don't even say, like... I, I was mostly excited about the game I was going to play on it, and at that point, it was like I'm excited to play more Halos. Yeah, like that was the well, big deal. At launch, it was I like mean, so I, I was Sue's thirteen when that came out, so I'm like, at, that was like the first console cycle I really got to feel the hype of. I remember Elijah Wood revealing it online or uh, on Spike, <laughs> on Spike TV, I guess. Yeah, I remember um, that. and I'm like, why is Elijah Wood doing this? And <laughs> that's what he was saying too. Yeah, because I remember <laughs> the GameCube from E3 2001, and I mean, E3 coverage was like two months behind. So. Well, Lord of the Rings was pretty big then, right? I mean, that's yeah, when those... it, it was, but still, like, come on, like in terms of that's back when they were trying to use celebrities to promote everything. Mm-hmm. It would have been cool though if you would have just like... threw it in a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I remember when like the Xbox 360 was coming out, like. I was like, oh, cool, perfect dark. I, but I still wasn't thinking about the console, right? Like, mm-hmm. I was still, I think I was still more excited to play God of War on my PS2 so I, than I was, like, I, I Cameo say excited about dark. the console, not necessarily in terms of the hardware, but I, I will never forget the feeling seeing the blades for the first time mm-hmm. and realizing what a console UI really was. Because, like, I played some of the original Xbox, but I had owned a GameCube mm-hmm. that whole generation. I never owned yeah. a PS2. I never owned an OG Xbox. I was like, this was revolutionary to me to see this and, yeah. and to see like oh my god like xbox live is integrated into this there's gonna be uh, xbox live arcade games like this is so cool this is the next generation of gaming and no yeah. ui has been as good since i promise you yeah bring back yeah, the plays. well i i i think i i can honestly say the last time that i was um 
excited about console for its actual hardware is probably the original Xbox. The original one, just because like like this one, it, you know, it was a powerhouse. It was like so much more powerful than everything else. And and like, you know, like it had like the, you know, the Xbox Live and stuff that it was eventually rolling out. And like, you know, just just like the things that it was, uh, you know, some of the things that it was uh, capable of, not exactly legal, but the fact that you could put a movie in it, burn the movie to the hard drive, and then return that said movie to uh, wherever you rented it from. My my friend, the first, thing, the first thing he did with his original Xbox was crack it open, hack it, put a bigger hard drive in it, and mm-hmm. went to too, Blockbuster yeah. and rented like every game he ever wanted, burned it to yep. the hard drive, mm-hmm. and... I was like, oh, man, that's awesome. I'm not doing that yeah. to my Xbox. I want to trade it yeah. in someday. <laughs> I wanted to so badly, but I never did. Also, I, I was afraid. I, I had gonna... a whole bunch of friends who did, so I didn't need to. Yeah, I was like, I was also really afraid because I'm that person that would probably fuck it up if I tried to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what what's the first thing you guys are going to do on this box? Because, I mean, I guess, I mean, most of us, I guess, are going to try to play Destiny, but, like. Yeah. Are you gonna like explore the box? Or are you just gonna like whip it out and kind of play around so, with it? I think the the nice thing about this is we already have the UI. More questions. <laughs> we, we already know what the UI looks like. It's gonna control exactly yeah. the same as the Xbox One. It's just gonna be faster. Yeah. The cold boot time from having this thing completely off until you're at the home screen is like 15 seconds. Like. Mm-hmm. This we do we don't need we don't have to go explore like I feel like you can finally just boot up the console and play your game and yeah. the fact that if you have your games on an external already you can play them from there like I, I'm gonna have the Destiny update downloaded the night before to my One S I'm gonna put it onto a hard drive or try and do that smart transfer over the network. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'll be ready to go, but you better believe that because I don't trust Bungie servers, I'm going to have a backup game to play. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to have Gears <laughs> Tactics waiting in the wings or well, s- something. I have it already pre-downloaded, Gears yeah, Tactics, I have, my hard drive. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm going to have... I'm definitely going to have Destiny 2, and like that probably... what They said you could preload it the night before, right? Destiny yes. 2. So I'll probably have that... Pr- preloaded and moved over to my external drive and then move it over to the one X and then just download the optimized version, I guess is what we're going to do. You right? only have not to download it. It'll automatically play expect it. a Skype call that night, Josh. Cause I don't, a, I don't know what I'm doing. I Bungie need... said it's a full game download again. Yeah. It's, yeah. So it's not that, that's that why we're downloading the, the night. Before. Yeah. We're going to download it the night before. Uh, they said they'll put it up that evening Pacific time. Their goal is to have a minimum of 12 hours mm-hmm. for people to download this with slower internet. But how smart delivery is supposed to work is it's supposed to detect what console you're playing on. So if you move the if you move the hypothetically, if you move the game file off your external onto your Series X, it'll detect you're playing on Series X and it'll just auto download that stuff from the cloud. Like there won't be an extra step needed. That's my interpretation, at least. And that I feel like that is one of the few things they really need to clear and clarify before launch. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we won't get those answers until the preview units are allowed to play the enhanced versions, which mm-hmm. I strongly suspect is coming in the next week, week and a half, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's some there's some like 
uh, minor things that I still have questions about. Like, I wonder if it's going to support. Um, I would imagine it would have to by now. But if it's gonna, if the this console is gonna support uh, USB headsets and you know, all you, things it, like they that, they did say so. all of your Xbox One accessories will work with this, yep. right? Yeah, but I but but the Xbox One X doesn't support USB headsets. So I'm wondering if that's going to be something that that they will do now on this because, you know, like especially with the whole idea of this 3D sound stuff, a lot of headphones don't get the 3D sound stuff uh, unless you're using the USB uh, dongle that they come with because a lot of the the software is baked inside of that that part of the uh, of the uh, dongle, so I'm I'm just wondering like how thing like if if they're going to do that support well, support if they're the gonna USB do, part of the mics if they're gonna do heads, that, headsets if they're gonna do that 3D audio stuff they don't mm-hmm. have an optical cable so how else are they gonna do it so yeah. Astro has an answer yeah. Astro confirms that they'll be doing USB audio. So I have an Astro A50. I have the Gen, whatever the most recent one is, Gen 3 or Gen 4 A. Yeah. That's, that's what these are. Okay. And um, right now it's hooked up with USB for the chat functionality and optical for the game audio. Okay. But yes, uh, they announced, it was a few months ago now, that they there'll be an update sometime the week of the release for the firmware of these and everything will go through the USB and they said there's no problem with okay. all that information Good. going through it. And I can do the battle audio and I can do the Dolby I think Atmos. At, I think I don't know if it's Atmos but it's definitely a Dolby It's Atmos. It's Atmos. It is. Mm-hmm. Cuz yeah. I got a code for like a free download for like the app yeah. or whatever. Or yeah, cuz for it with the headset. Yeah, cuz Series X uh the Series X lineup brought brought the uh Dolby Atmos to to Xbox for the first time. And so, like, that's what I used. I, I paid for it or whatever. It was, like, six bucks to enable it or something like that. Yeah, um, Series X will support both Dolby Atmos and Dolby Vision. First yeah, off. yeah, yeah. Hmm. Which is amazing because, yeah, the Dolby, Dolby Atmos is, like, I, I it comes free. It comes free with my Samsung phone. Like, I could, it's just something I could toggle on and off without having to pay anything for it. And I like listening to music and stuff like flipping, just toggling it on and off. It makes such a difference in, in like just how things sound, you know? Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, before we get out of here, just kind of want to talk about what everybody's playing. Now that we've kind of gone through, unless anybody has anything else they want to talk about, about the, the box at this point. Uh, I got one last thing uh, relating to uh, to game game transfers and whatnot. Uh, Jeff Grubb over at uh, VentureBeat did test out, I believe it's VentureBeat, tested the different speeds of how long it'll take to transfer a transfer. game from uh, certain externals. He tested this with Assassin's Creed Origins, which is a 49-gig game. For him to transfer from the internal SSD to an external SSD took four and a half minutes. Uh, to transfer from an external back to the internal, again, SSD, took 2 minutes and 18 seconds. Uh, and then he also tried it with an external hard drive to the internal SSD. 
to transfer out to the external took 10 minutes and 30 seconds. The transfer back to the internal took 7 minutes and 46 seconds. Hmm. That's okay. significantly faster than with the One X right now. Because uh, um, yeah. one of the guys I, I watch on Twitch transferred Gears 5 between his One X and an external hard drive, and it took him 45 minutes yeah. to transfer that game. Yikes. So yeah. even, on, even if you're just using a USB 3.0 regular hard drive and not an SSD, you're still going to get some pretty darn good speeds. But you're still probably way faster to do it through the network because I want to say that it's way faster than that for me to download a game of that size to the hard drive. All I'm going to say is I have gigabit fiber and I cannot download a 50 gig game that quickly. Because the One S and the One X do not have gigabit Ethernet cards in them. They cannot, they, or they, excuse me, they do, but they, the Microsoft network caps how fast you can download at about 300 megs a second. Okay. So, like, it'll display that, but it's not actually going that fast. I did Star Wars Squadrons last night, which is a 23 gig download, and it took me somewhere in the neighborhood of about 15 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. And that's with it going full steam ahead, full power. The jet mm-hmm. engine was getting ready to kick in. Um, mm. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. it's definitely your prerogative. Like, if you want to re-download, cool. Like, if you don't have a data cap, like, for me, sure, I can just set it to download if I want to. And yeah. I probably will. But I also don't want to be sitting there fighting with the servers, for example, with Destiny the day it comes out, trying to download mm-hmm. that and a UI update. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is good news. Like, if, if you want to cold store your Series X games on an external drive and transfer them over... Mm-hmm. It, there's good news no matter which avenue you go. Yeah, I think I'm so. gonna try to. I don't. I'm. I'm gonna try to keep a lot of this stuff on the internal drive. I have a. I, I, have I, a, am, I am too. I'm using this mainly for my uh, backwards compatible games. Yeah. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto Five. Looking at you. You can live on that external drive for a year. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. So, speaking of uh, Star Wars Squadrons, what what's everybody playing? these days star wars squadrons yeah how how is it i played i played that first mission a little bit and i got so confused on how to drive these tie fighters i'm like oh my gosh i can't am i spinning am i going forward am i slowing down i can't tell i wrecked into a the the star destroyer i'm like i'm really bad it's definitely a it's i wouldn't so i don't know if i call it a steep learning curve but from what I've picked up on, the campaign is one gigantic tutorial. Like, it's a good storyline. It's a really good storyline. And, of course, it's dual perspectives from both the Empire and the New Republic. Uh, but the fleet battles and the multiplayer is really where the the sweet spot is for this game. We loaded up last night, four of us did, and it gave us an AI fifth player, I think. I don't know if it gave us an actual player. But you can set to do fleet battles against the computer. And even on easy, we were getting our asses handed to us. Every time we thought we were doing really good, they just came like roaring back. Uh, But we never got mad or frustrated, Mm -hmm. which was the thing. Like, I fully expect to never, ever win a fleet battle. But I still had a lot of fun. And I think $40 is a perfect price point for this game. It's $35 if you have EA play. Mm -hmm. Which, but, if you have uh, Game Pass, 
starting November 10th, everybody does. So Very yeah, right. Um, if you do have EA play, uh, worth noting, you can get the 10 hour trial on this. Mm-hmm. You can only play the first mission of the campaign. So I'm not sure how long the campaign ultimately is going to end up being. I've only played the first two, three missions or so. Mm-hmm. Um, you can only play the first mission. It was a little frustrating. So I ended up just buying the game. So I was like, eh, I enjoy this and I really want to play the whole campaign, if nothing else. And a whole bunch of my buddies were like, oh, we're going to all buy it too. So cool whole bunch of idiots who can't fly at all are uh, <laughs> crashing into one another and uh kamikaze uh, star destroyers <laughs> but uh, the, the customization okay the, the customization is just it's not just cosmetics or like, customizing what's in your cockpit like you can all your weapons your thrusters your hull like your speed all that like you can upgrade all these things by using upgrade points on every one of your fighters um I do kind of hate that you're limited to only four fighters for each faction, and there's only two factions. So this definitely feels like a game that they wanted to put out and be like, all right, if they enjoy this, we can introduce some more Starfighters or maybe just like a different era a la Battlefront 2. I would love to see a Clone Wars update for this game personally. Uh, we're just like there's no story but hey fleet battles here you go like republic versus confederacy or uh first order versus the resistance i would love to see some of those in here heck dip into the old eu uh there's so so many cool things you could do here um and i would not mind paying for some expanded contents especially yeah. when i only paid 35 bucks for this game and uh, that's a it's a great price point and short of fallen order it's it's the second best Star Wars game in the last 15 years. Oh. So, yeah. EA that bar's not very high, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'm just I'm just waiting for them to uh, bring out a, a a good Battlefield again. I because I absolutely loved Battlefield. Like Battlefield Four, I used to play that game like just all the time. I just I just absolutely loved the Battlefield games, but then. You know, Battlefield One and and uh, V, they 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 were okay, but they just they just didn't they weren't they weren't getting getting me like I I just I realized that I I have to have the more modern warfare type stuff. You know, like I just wasn't wasn't getting into the old throwback stuff at all. So yeah, I think I think I at that point they, like. People wanted something different for so long, and then when they finally yeah. got that World War II stuff from even from Call yeah. of Duty and Battlefield, they're like, uh, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. right. This isn't what I wanted. <laughs> well, i I think I think the thing is, is it worked. It worked well on a lower on a smaller scale. So, like, I I really enjoyed uh, World War II. You know, the Call of Duty game. Um, that, that game was pretty good. I enjoyed that, but like doing it on the battlefield level of the massive maps and stuff just wasn't really doing it for me. Like I honestly, I felt like if I really wanted that experience, I was better off just going back to play 1942 again, which I do play occasionally. I just hop in there and you have your four classes and you pick which one you want, and you just run out there, and you know it's very simplistic, but it, it does the job. It's fun, you know. But yeah. but yeah, I think I think it just, 
I I think it's just when you're so used to having like all these different kinds of attachments and you know all the fun parts about about you know like customizing your character like the new modern warfare has done it by far the best like there's just so much custom customizing stuff that you can do on that game that it's just insane but but um it just doesn't work with those eras of of you know of warfare because there really wasn't a whole lot to customize on the guns i mean yeah. you know like it just it just doesn't really have the uh the thing the thing there that that i think really makes makes the uh experience exciting so yeah uh joe you playing anything so i have played through and i don't know why i started but i finished it within a couple days was crackdown three nice oh nice uh it's on game pass never played it downloaded it got hooked enough to go and collect a bunch of orbs mm-hmm. and uh it's it's fun as long as you don't invest too much time and as long as you're playing it on like don't don't spend like real money on it yeah <laughs> uh, just the game pass bucks just i and i literally as soon as like the credits rolled i deleted it and i'm like that was good for that mm-hmm. um and i start i downloaded uh, squadrons today and i started to play it i'm not sold on it yet but i've only played the first two missions where it's like you're once playing as the one and you play switch to the other side. And uh, I was like, okay. I was like, it feels like a lot of the other stuff. It looks cool because it looks like a new Star Wars cockpit game. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll take me some time if I get into it or not. I, I'm skeptical right now, though. But everyone's telling me it's great. So I'm assuming it's just I haven't got to the part that I like yet. But that's, that's what I'm at right now. Nice. Well, I think, yeah, I think in like flying stuff in games i never have been good at mm-hmm. the flying part like like again like i said like i i when i play battlefield i it's either the tanks or i just go i just go on the ground i don't do the helicopters i don't do the planes because uh, i don't know how to like fly over something you know and bomb it at the same time and without crashing <laughs> so i just don't even bother I wish I wish Star Wars Squadron had a third person mode. I think a third person mode and I think that like there should be just like it should be more vehicles than it should be like space battles cuz I would love to be in like an ATAT or an ATST or mm-hmm. any like the ground stuff I think would be fun. Yeah. But then that gets into then you're getting into battlefront territory. Yeah. Just like, I was going to say like that I just feel like that, that at that point you might as well just be playing battlefront. Um but I, this is all I de- like I'll, I might invest some time in it tomorrow, but ultimately, once Festival of the Lost comes out on Tuesday, like that's probably going to be my grind for the armor. Yeah, Jesse, what are you playing? Uh, I actually played a couple of things. I played um, a little bit more uh, of Battle Toads, and I'm still really enjoying that game. It's very entertaining. I want that um, cartoon. Where's that cartoon network yeah, I cartoon? Know. I. Know. Mm-hmm. I it's the characters are just good. I I don't know, man. They did. I think they did a good job on that game. You know, it is what it is. It's not like by any means something that's gonna like be a, a game of the year contender. But it it's it's entertaining and it's it's just been a a fun little game to play. Um, 
Yeah, I played that, and then uh, today I just was like, you know what? It's been forever. I did my uh, my little uh, ritual I have of like just occasionally jumping into Rainbow Six Siege and playing a couple of matches, and so I jumped into that today, and uh, I got a I unlocked a couple of the uh, the newer um, uh, operators and stuff, and. And uh, played three games, won all three of them. Was at the top of our leaderboard on all three games. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, well, that was a good experience. I'll shut that off now. I you know, start or stop while I'm ahead. I won, and then I went. We're good. <laughs> yeah, and and so I played that a little bit, and then um, I don't know. Like I I I really want to go back to playing um, some some outer worlds and just kind of restart that for like now the third time. And I would kind of want to play it on a stream and just have fun with it. So I'm, but, I'm, I'm waiting to play some of these games until the series X comes out. Cause like, yeah, just mm-hmm. the thi- it, it's like, it like, you know, not to like cut you off from what you've been playing, Jesse. No, I just like, no. I, like I said earlier, the only game I can actually get into is like, is Tony Hawk or I'll load up destiny because it's, I'm just so used to it being mm-hmm. that way but like every other game is just it's just ruined me trying to play other games especially like mm-hmm. avengers right like avengers has crashed on me more times than i could have even tried to load into the game i feel like it's just hard crash i'm I, it was to the point where i just deleted it i deleted it because i'm like i have to wait till some of these patches come out or you know they f- fix some of these things or maybe it's just i don't know if it's a problem with me having too many games on my hard drive or what but I I just need to wait for that game to mm. be be better. Yeah, it's it's mm. just not uh, working out for me. So, uh, but is that is that all you've been playing, Jesse? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, but uh, like the Series X stuff. I just really want a Far Cry Five uh, uh, version, like a Far Cry Five that's that's got you know that works better and plays better on on the Series X. Well, Jesse, let me. I have good news for you. Far Cry Six is coming out in February, apparently. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, but I I just really like Five. I wanna I wanna play that game again. I love it. Well, I've had I'm, so many funny and fun experiences playing that game. I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll run better on the Series X. Yeah, yeah like I mean, yeah, judging I, I want it to like look better and all that too. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll I'll find that out. That that will be one of the first games I maybe try and find out how, what it looks like running on a on the new system. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I I've just been playing Tony Hawk and Destiny. I did play some Halo: The Master Chief Collection the other day. I did play some uh, play some Halo Three and Four matches. Uh, I still get my ass handed to me in Halo Three. Yeah. The hit detection's been fixed, but I haven't been. So I hate that's a mm-hmm. problem. like one of my favorite maps in Halo in Halo Two was Lockout, and then they tried to remake it in Halo Three as what Blackout and like yeah Blackout. I I hate Blackout for some yeah, reason. Yeah, I that was one of them I didn't really care it's for just, either. It just doesn't feel right for some reason. <clears throat> I feel like it's too big. I feel like Blackout is bigger, and like the hallways are bigger. And I, I don't know if that's to, to fit like the hammer or some of these other weapons that they introduce into into Halo Three from Halo Two, but like I don't know, man. I just don't care for Blackout at all. It it 
I would like just let me play like Guardian or something. Let me play on the on Guardian or I don't know, but uh, but but still, Halo Three is still like it brought back a lot of memories. For yeah, me, specifically. And for a game that has not been like remastered or an anniversary edition, like it looks fine. It yeah. looks great. Yeah, I mean it. It looks like a. It looks like a you know early. 360 game up right? I mean, it still looks great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But Halo 4 also looks great. Like, it, it looks like it should... It was like an Xbox One launch game, honestly. it, it uh, I like how it feels like Halo 3 with a sprint button, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that good middle ground between Halo 3 and Halo 5. Yeah, the only yeah. two that I would say needed anniversary editions are the two that got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... The other ones are like they're still good, and it, they did such a good job with the the Master Chief Collection that you can set the controls to be the same across the board. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and there's ones in there that feel like Call of Duty in Halo Five, so that, like you can just play it, and you don't have to worry about it. Like it takes like some finagling mm-hmm. as far as like making sure that you got the right settings, but once you do, like yeah, you play the game, and they all play through perfectly fine. It's nice to know that there's. A way to experience them still and like they're preserved now yeah yeah. Nice. yeah 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 uh, i have all i have all my halo set up like destiny because <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's easy really. yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, uh, i have been playing one more thing Corey, and this will make you really happy oh boy i'm finally playing through gears 4 yeah mm-hmm. i i love nice. i love gears so much i've actually popped gears 4 and 5 in the other day because i'm like I'm probably going to play through these again when Series X comes out. Yeah. I uh, I never played through 4 or 5. Just by the time I get around the 4, uh, people had moved on. Same with 5. <laughs> I didn't play them opening weekend. So everybody's like, oh, we've already played through the campaign. I'm like, eh, we don't really like the multiplayer in this either. So we've already deleted it. And I'm like, eh, well, what the hell? Come on, guys. Like, re-download the game and play with me. Now, so it's been chilling there for a few years. And finally booted up 4. Played it with our good friend Ray. Uh, yeah, probably about two thirds of the way through it now, and because uh, he's been want he wants to play five again, so we're uh, trying to blow through four this month to uh, do five when the Series X enhancements come. Yeah, like nice. this close to it, I'm not gonna bother playing five until I get a Series X. Yeah, I really, I really like how five was done. Yeah, you know, like I, I've said it uh, multiple times, like. Uh, um the you know the issues of the the connectivity and stuff when you're playing multiplayer aside like that story though is just phenomenal i just absolutely loved that story yeah it was like i really feel like that was microsoft's first step into taking like a god of war you know that step in that direction with a story uh you know just Mm -hmm. like let's take something that people love change it a little bit uh you know still make it feel a little bit familiar but take that story step in that direction is it on the level of god of war not no Mm -hmm. it's not but it is the first step in that direction Mm -hmm. yeah to me this is how you properly move a franchise into the next generation Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. while honoring what came before you're changing some of the mechanics i I do like there were some board mechanics early on in the campaign yeah uh, for Gears 4, it was like they looked at it and went, ah, this is what people really like. Let's put this in the campaign. Like, nah. Yeah. Um, 
I, I like that. I like that. You know, if you're the primary, if you're player one, you're playing as JD. If you're number two, you're playing as Kate. Uh, and of course, I know in number five, it's Kate and Dell. Um, I, I really like this. This is this is how you properly honor what came before, and you're not clinging to one specific character like certain other franchises that uh that are. What's that supposed to mean? That's <laughs> oh, you mean like like giving you extra content and then to saying that hey, if you want to play this on the new we've console seen some you got to pay for character it. revolution here and we've <laughs> passed off while still letting the old generation hang out with us. Uh, I do think Marcus looks way cooler in four than he did in the original trilogy, though. I like old Marcus a lot. Yeah, I do. Too. Does not I like like, uh, like Dave Batista had a love child with Vin Diesel. Yeah. Uh, by the way, did you did you get through the greenhouse part yet? I did get through the greenhouse part where all his tomatoes get shot up. Yeah. Uh-huh, not my tomatoes. Uh, I just got to the part where we freed him from the uh, the watcher or whatever. It oh, okay. Is. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, gear's so good. And now I just want to. Oh, when I, when I did play, I did play some gears multiplayer the other day though. Let me tell you. <laughs> I wrecked some fools. <laughs> I also died a lot. But <sighs> my my favorite experience is still that one that I that I made into a clip where when I was playing multiplayer and these two guys were just you know, they downed me and they're just like back and forth like you know, like pretending like they're doing stuff to me and just fooling around, but I I revived myself and then I rolled back, killed one of them instantly, and then and then almost I think killed the other guy, but then someone else finished me off. <laughs> but they they were just fooling around, and next thing you know, I'm getting back up and I just killed them both. <laughs> no gridlock though in Gears Four or Five. Which is surprising. Yeah. Which was like the multiplayer map in one, two, and three. So Dodgeball is still the best in Oh, Dodgeball's the best mode. Oh, Dodgeball's yeah, so, so good. good. Oh, <laughs> it's my favorite mode. So. Yeah. Me All right. too. All right, we're gonna get out of here. Uh, I want to thank everybody so much for watching and or listening to Arsenal X. Uh I think we're gonna announce a giveaway next week. So stay tuned for that. Uh, to get everybody excited for their series X's or S's. Uh, maybe you'll have, you know, over a hundred quality Xbox games to play for three months in the near future. So, uh, <laughs> thank you so much for watching and or listening. You can catch Arsenal X live every Sunday night on twitch.tv slash boss rush games live, or catch it on YouTube and podcast services on Tuesday mornings wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate and review us. It would really help us out. Uh, Jesse, where can we find you? You can find me almost everywhere as Phantom NXS. Joe, where can we find you? It's Colonel Panic. That's K3RNL underscore Panic on Twitter. Yes, and Josh... Uh, On Twitter, as always, at at Josh underscore Finn with two N's. And on the Tower Casuals every single Thursday night with Corey. Yes. Uh, you can find me at I am Corey and HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me on Tower Casuals with Josh, on Nintendo Power Block with Ed and Celeste, and also right here on Arcelonics, among other things here on Boss Rush Games. Check out our website at bossrushgames.com. Really appreciate everybody watching and are listening. And we're going to throw up the X. <laughs> 
we're exiting out. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>